0: Hey, friends, welcome to our program Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. Her daily at this time, I am excited to have Holly Newton back. Holly moved to the Central Florida area a couple of years ago, probably around the, the pandemic time, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, Somewhere 21, in right yeah, after. Just after, mm-hmm. uh, and she moved here from Texas. Now, Texas, because of my son living out there, something that's near and dear to my heart as well. She has a ministry called She Lives Fearless, and the website is shelivesfearless.com. She ministers to ladies all over the place. She has had a number of conferences. She's the author of Exhale, also Savor the Wonder, and a third book to come out this fall. Boy, that's exciting. Welcome back, Holly.
2: Thank you, Mike. It's a Pleasure to be back with you.
0: Now, first of all, tell me how things have gone in this uh, transition. You and your husband are now Floridians. You moved here from the great Lone Star State, and I know it's a lot different being in Central Florida. Some things are the same. We have heat here, they have heat there. Although I went to see my son last uh, year. Oh Oh my gosh, I went in August. The drought.
2: We were there too in August. Really? (laughs) Oh, then
0: you were there in that 107, 108 temperatures.
2: Oh, it was. Brutal. Brutal. (laughs) I was glad to be a Floridian. (laughs) It's
0: not too often that (laughs) that's funny. It's not too often that you talk to people and they know you're from Florida. And when you talk about their weather, wherever they are, and now Texas being miserable compared to the heat of central Florida,
2: Mm -hmm. that
0: doesn't happen very often.
2: No, it doesn't. But it, Every once in a while, it does happen there. We live there our whole lives. But we love being in Florida. <clears throat> we are planting deep. And it's exciting when you start recognizing people around town. Yeah. you know.
0: Now, as I recall, the first time you were up here, you were having a, a conference that was kind of almost upcoming fairly quickly mm-hmm. to when you were here. So yes. you had ladies that I, I guess had followed the ministry when you were mm-hmm. in Texas yes. that still came over to Florida now for this conference. Yes,
2: we surprisingly, we had people from six or seven different states with a large number from Florida, which was really exciting because again, the ministry being newly planted in the Orlando mm-hmm. area, uh, we had a great showing and we, since then we've had four conferences Um, they've been in Florida, New Jersey, and back in the great state of Texas.
0: All right. Mm -hmm. So you have been back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like for you to go back now after having been here for a couple of years now?
2: Yeah. Going back. It's you. I always feel like I'm home Mm
0: -hmm. when I'm
2: back because literally we spent our whole lives in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, It's nice. It's nice.
0: What community in that area did you live? Uh,
2: We were in North Texas in Frisco.
0: Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. my uh, daughter-in-law's parents live in Frisco.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's grown so much. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous.
0: And that whole yeah. new soccer field, uh, yes. s- the soccer stadium, yes. and the downtown Frisco area yes. is just lovely.
2: Oh, it's, it's darling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really
0: unique. And the thing that I think is so different in visiting Texas, visiting that area, they call it the Big Sky and they do it for a big reason. I mean, it is mm-hmm. so different. The mm-hmm. landscape horizon is so different than in Central Florida.
2: It really is. <clears throat> All of the corners that used to be fields now are they're just filled with everything. Yeah. But, but they Frisco does it so well. We always loved being a part of that community. It's an exceptionally
0: mm-hmm. green community. I mean, everything looks so beautiful and mm-hmm. well done and mm-hmm. Brand new. I mean, it is so nice.
2: Yeah. We, and then
0: they always have these water towers and all the communities there that are all painted for their their yes. own little community name and all.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, it's its own thing. And I was back there in October when we had our She Lives Fearless, the last conference of twenty three. Um, you know, a little part of me always is like, oh, I should just come back. But we know God has put us in Florida and we love it here. But it is always very familiar territory and it's great to go back and be with friends who you know, I raised my kids with, and now we can partner in ministry together. One of my dear friends, Tasha Calvert, is the women's director at Prestonwood Baptist Church, where we raised our family. And then I have friends from Gateway Church, where we went a little later on. Yes, yes. So Amber Rhodes came and led worship for us. And um, I met her at Gateway. And Karen Harmon, she's on Better Together TV. She was on our panel. So it was just so nice to come together and see what God has done and be able to pour in to the women coming,
0: yeah, you know. Now, how did you, what were the processes processes of getting from where you were at that time, before you ever did this whole ministry? Mm. What led you to have this heart and vision to minister to women and to form She Lives Fearless?
2: Mm. This vision came at a time when I was in Nashville and my husband and I had moved from Texas to Nashville For a period of time, we were in between churches. We were finding it hard to find the place to plant. Again, we had come from a long history of being in one place. And I was also in a season, Mike, where God was rewriting my story, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, He
0: does that. (laughs) He does that.
2: And I was fully surrendered to whatever that looked like. So I was going from mom... We were new empty nesters. I was going from worship leader, um, where I, I led worship at Prestonwood, at Gateway, and for different ministries. And the Lord just showed me how to be in community and meet the person across the table one by one. And again, not being in a church, not having community, I just felt him prompting me to open my door mm-hmm. to the people that I would meet. My husband worked for um, Ramsey Solutions. And so it was, I met people. Oh, that's at, why you were in Nashville. That's then. why we yeah. went to Nashville. Yeah. Yes. And I would meet women there. And there was about 12 or 13 that started meeting in my house on Saturday mornings. We just opened the word and people were just hungry for the authentic. Mm -hmm. And and that's really all I knew to be. I was like, I I can't pretend I'm anything else. We were in a marriage redemption transition. God had restored our marriage from some crises. And, and, you know, I wanted nothing more than just to let my testimony glorify God that he can do anything.
0: Yes, he can.
2: (laughs) And, um, you know, in that actually a couple of marriages were saved that were rocky that I would have never known. But I felt like the Lord was saying, just take this next step, you know, and open the word, walk with women in community. And after about a year of that, I just felt like there was something more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went from this mindset that it had to be on a church website because I was always a part of churches that had really great programs. But, you know, again, we hadn't uh, we had found a church by that point. It was um, a church plant still developing things. So this actually was a great outlet for women to come without the church having to put together the program and the budget and the people. So it served the community and the church. Yeah,
0: you're providing all of that for that church. There. Yes, yeah. which
2: was never my idea. It just took a yes to opening my house to people I didn't know and being authentic, opening the word, and teaching, praying, learning how to walk together—that's yeah. how it began. Yeah, and it has continued since that was 2016. It has continued. The Lord has continued to show me what it looks like now. Sheila's Fearless is now an official 501c3. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, have a small board that helps guide what we do. Um, we do it together. And, um, I have some incredible teammates, one of my, uh, my podcast co-hosts and host of our conferences, Dina DeLisa Gonser, she is in New Jersey. I actually met her through social media years ago, and it's been so incredible how God brings us together for his purposes and we're running together in this ministry, um,
0: so you guys do that podcast together mm-hmm. remotely then. She in yep. New Jersey, you here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Is is it a video podcast as well?
2: Yes, it is. In fact, uh-huh. we uh, started recording 2024 20, episodes yesterday. And she also does some TV work um, on major shows and had the opportunity to do a um, Christmas thon. Mm-hmm. So I got to be on that with her remotely, which was lot of fun do a segment for the show that um, she was a part of yeah, so, we don't do
0: video with our podcast yeah. I've got a face for radio
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> nah you can do video we do video uh, this will be the first year that we'll be sharing the video yeah, I that's great
0: say. that's yeah. really really wonderful and you know you mentioned something that really struck my ear when you said it in the 80s this word was tossed about with church plants in the context of New Testament Christianity. And it was a kind of a qualifier, authentic New Testament Christianity. Mm -hmm. That was something that was talked about there. And you mentioned wanting to be authentic with Mm -hmm. these ladies. Mm -hmm. And when you say that word, Holly, I mean, I think there's this kind of an assumption that believers can kind of adopt. And I don't think it's all that crazy that we do an assumption that anything believers would be about would be authentic. Mm. And yet we know that there's, that's not always the case. Sometimes mm-hmm. people, even in the church can put on maybe fronts or, uh, kind of almost, and we know that social media does that, doesn't it? I mean, it, it puts the very best version of you out there. And that very best version of you out there can be completely not what's going on on the inside.
2: Exactly. It's called the highlight reel, you know, is what we see. Uh And part of what took me, um, I'm just going to say it, you know, away from the Lord for a period of time. And he never left me. But what made me shut him out, if you will, was a series of really hard things happening, but not feeling like I had anyone else to turn to my husband and I, anyone else to turn to. And, you know, I don't put that blame on anyone, but the culture we were in at the time, um, it's very fast paced. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you're in church, especially if you're not like doing life with someone.
0: Countable. It's,
2: it's a whole different game when you can be vulnerable with someone and in that you can trust that can impart wisdom but also pray mm-hmm. with you and the accountability. Um, you know, the churches we were in very large. They hold seven thousand members. Mm-hmm. And that was very common to me, honestly, till I yeah. left Texas. So even
0: Gateway. I mean that's yeah a, Gateway in Prestonwood. Yeah. Uh,
2: thirty thousand, you know, members at the time on a weekend and I was leading worship and we were doing wow. five and six services. Um but, you know, it's easy to slip in and slip out, even on your worst days, because there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of people, and you can really just kind of hide behind what you're doing. Right. And so I think that's the dangerous thing for us as believers, is to to be in a place where there's maybe a lot of people, but you're doing life alone. Don't do that. Yeah. And so with Sheila's Fearless, we try to draw that out, you know don't do life alone. Don't get isolated because right. that's where the enemy comes in and steals, kills and destroys. When you think you're the only one going through things or when you can hide and there's no accountability. And it can life. happen so quickly. It, it can. It can. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think that's wise. What you're saying is such good advice for any woman, any man as well, because mm-hmm. we all need this accountability. We need to be real. We need to have, be truly authentic. And understand the fact that, like you said, we are not just doing this alone. We're mm-hmm. up against an enemy that would love to see women go to the wayside and yes. and leave their husbands, leave their families. Yes. And sadly, that statistic in the church is not all that great compared to the, what's going on in the world.
2: Correct. That's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you need to have that. And God gave you that vision and that burden for mm-hmm. it. Uh, When you were leading worship in these large churches, you're part of a worship team, obviously, that you Mm -hmm. were doing that. Were you a player as well, or did you just sing, or what did you do?
2: Oh, just a singer.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you were out there. You don't leading want and- me playing
2: an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a songwriter too, so oh, there's that's that. Wonderful. But um, I've never been proficient on it. I don't think
0: <laughs> I knew that aspect about you oh. from the time that you were here before. I know oh, that
2: new information. <laughs> new information.
0: That's right. Well, this is really exciting, and this thing about being authentic, yeah. this thing about getting ladies together. I think that there has to be some reality going on right now that the culture being what it is people right now are more than ever needing and desperately needing the kind of relationships that keep us on that straight and narrow path because the world is divided right now. there's a lot of vitriol out there. And again, sadly, it's true in the church as well. Mm
2: -hmm. It is. It's really important to find and be in healthy community. Um, Actually, Mike, we're studying Proverbs at She Lives Fearless this month. I just felt like the Lord um, was directing us to do this because we need wisdom Mm -hmm. and knowledge and understanding to live full, free lives in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to overlook things you've heard all of your life, especially if you've been in the church. but. You know, Proverbs is a great way to start. If you're out there and you're not sure where to start this year, you're not on a reading plan, pick up Proverbs. It can be done with any reading plan. And Dina and I were talking yesterday when we uh, recorded our first episode. You know, everybody is like, January 1st, let's go. But we're doing real talk and saying, you know, January 1st, we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> and so let's maybe the better approach is where do we need to relay some foundation? Mm -hmm. Where are there some cracks in our foundation? And if we get that firm foundation in scripture, then we're going to be able to move forward fearless. Um, We're going to be able to move forward without being restricted or encumbered with what's going on in the world around us. We can live the full life that Jesus meant for us to live.
0: You know, that is so important that we see that it's there. It's written in the pages of scripture. And yet for so many uh, time and uh, isolation, you mentioned that one earlier, those two things work together. If we're not in the word Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, if we're not in relationship with other people who are really praying for us, Mm -hmm. asking maybe tough questions. Yes. It is so easy in this day and age to become disillusioned and to think again. We can mm-hmm. fall into that Facebook um, mode of living where yes. we that part of us that we're putting out there is really, it, it's just a shadow. It's not who we really are.
2: That is true. And comparison and striving, they all creep in. When we're looking at everybody else's highlight reels, and honestly, it's, I think one of the number one things that can make us miss what's in front of us and what God has called us to do. Yeah. If I go and compare myself to every ministry leader or podcast host or, in, you know, writer, if, if, if I'm always looking at what they're doing, wanting to do that, yeah. I'm not going to get the download on how God created me uniquely yeah. and run in that freedom.
0: That's beautiful. And it's true for us all. My guest today is Holly Newton. She is the leader of She Lives Fearless. And that website again is SheLivesFearless.com. Holly has a new book coming out this fall. We're going to talk about that one a little bit, as well as her other two books when we return. This is Afternoons with Mike. I'll be right back with Holly.
2: If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407 258
0: i'm here today with holly newton holly is a resident now for a couple of years since 2021 actually in central florida holly moved here from the great state of texas and she leads she lives fearless and holly i know you've got uh, you're one that constantly has something coming up on the horizon. <laughs> You've got this podcast again, that podcast is available and that's the title of it, right? She, she Lives, Lives Fearless. Fearless. And so you can find that both on her website mm-hmm. at shelivesfearless.com as well as some of the other podcast platforms and just type that in and you're going to get what I know will be an interesting discussion on things that really matter things that are important for every lady that's uh, alive today, that's wanting to make a difference for the Lord, that's wanting to live her life in reality and in this authentic sense. And I think that's such a great goal, and I appreciate what you're doing. Glad to know that you're a nonprofit now and uh, kind of out there making a difference.
2: Yes, thank you, Mike. Yeah,
0: that's really exciting. Now, you've written the book Exhale. Tell us about that one.
2: Yes, that one was released in 2020 of all years. <laughs> well, uh, there you go.
0: Pandemic year. <laughs> oh,
2: goodness. In, in the fall of 2020, it's called Exhale, Letting Go, and Living in Rhythms of Grace. It's a 90-day devotional. Where uh, the foundation verse for that is Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Yeah. Um, you know, are you tired? Are you weary? Come to me and I will give you rest. And it's all about learning to live and breathe and the rhythms that God intended for us. I like that.
0: Yeah. Right. Rhythm is a great word. It is. I'm a musician. So <laughs> okay. as you are, yeah. and that is something that you have to kind of, it's like the, the beat that's going on suddenly in the background, you've got to keep it. Yeah, if you're not in time in music, it yeah. causes big problems. Yeah. And, you know, that is such a great metaphor, isn't it, about it the is. way we are to live? Mm-hmm. Because the way we are to live is not all that different than the way a band works together.
2: Oh, that is true. I hadn't thought about that comparison, yeah. but that is true. And, you know, the, the rhythms of grace that the Bible speaks of is Jesus isn't saying, come just take a nap. He's saying, learn to live and work in rest Mm -hmm. and we can only do that work in rest if it's in his rest and his rhythms you know he did things so opposite from what we do or rather i should say we do things so opposite than from how he intended us to and it's important to get that perspective or else honestly we burn out we wear out we get tired we don't want to keep going
0: Well, let's talk about that for a minute. What is it from your experience of working with ladies, ladies who make a declaration, like what we've talked about, about New Year's. It's New Year's, I'm going to have devotions. We're going to have discussions with our spouse. We're going to lead our children by example. What happens to people that causes them to just get off track?
2: Hmm. I think it becomes when we make these lists, these resolutions, if you will, we're making them sure out of good desires. But if we're just making a list to be punched off, we're not going to last. But as as believers, as Christ followers, if we look and we want to make some changes to things and invite God into that, that's where we're going to have lasting impact. Mm -hmm. We can't do it apart from his word, his presence and the Holy Spirit. And I th- I think we get into this mindset of let's just tackle it, let's just do it. And I'm a go getter, a doer. But let me tell you, I don't, I can't last more than a month <laughs> yeah. if I'm trying to accomplish things where I haven't invited Jesus into. Now I don't work like that anymore. I know better. Mm-hmm. And I know when I get signs of being tired, I, I'm like, mm, I should take a step back, and I should spend more time in His Word more time in prayer, because honestly, more gets done there than it would if I'm trying to figure things out on how we're going to move forward in different areas. So
0: obviously, prayer is one of the main things mm-hmm. that we need to continue to do reading the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, this w- phrase that you hear a lot of people say, I am i didn't realize I was doing that in my own strength. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a real important thing is to have that mm-hmm. daily kind of a checkup with the Lord and mm-hmm determine whether or not you're indeed still following along with his help and his guidance, his strength.
2: Yeah, that is true. And one of the things we did yesterday on the podcast to break it down, this is fresh on my mind, so I'm going to share it. Um, Like I said in the earlier segment, we're reading through Proverbs that she lives fearless and really trying to break down those things we've heard so often, but maybe they haven't really sunk deep in our soul. And you know, one of the scriptures is in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I've heard that since I was five years old. Mm. But a few weeks ago when I started this study and was compiling the guide, I was like, what does that really mean though? (laughs) And acknowledge him in all your ways. So break that down. What are all your ways? Right. So I started listing, what are all my ways? Well, I'm a neighbor. I'm a mom. I'm a wife, I'm a grandmother, I'm a friend, I'm a podcast host, I'm a conference host, I'm a writer. It's like, ah, okay, now let's get specific, because God is specific. And for me, that started making a difference. I was able to start putting those filters on and letting him show me, you know, here, adjust this, adjust this. Or adjust that, like I was saying earlier. Where are some cracks in the foundation that we just need to fill?
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody has those cracks. We and, all have them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it'd be nice if we didn't.
2: Right. <laughs> you know, I, that
0: would be a, would be an, a wonderful thing. But God, in His wisdom, He has made it to where we are dependent. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's so easy. I loved uh, a class I took one time, where the uh, the prof was talking about. We can so easily live as if we don't need a savior. Mm. And boy, that one that just stung me right on the nose, man. When I, yeah. when I heard him say that, I thought, yeah. surely I'm not doing that. Yeah. But yet when I look at my life, if I'm real, I can find areas to where I'm making decisions. Yeah. I'm living my life on a day-to-day basis as if I don't need a savior.
2: Yeah. I think that's that temptation, especially comes when things go your way and, you know, we should rejoice and be excited and celebrate the goodness of God and, and the good times, you know, like when we're seeing that fruit, that's amazing, but we really need to be cautious and careful to not be like those lepers that didn't return and say, thank you. That's right. You know, we had some good news come yesterday and, took me 30 minutes. I was like, oh, hang on. We've been praying for that. We need to go to the Lord and say, thank you, God.
0: Well, that's really good, wise you know, thing to say. To be yeah.
2: aware. And that keeps us in our rightful mind and place that you know, everything is by Him yeah. and for His glory.
0: So we, number one then, we need to make sure we're taking time to know that we're in the strength of God, in the plan of God, and, and you've given us the second thing, of giving thanks to God when we realize that he's answered our prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, he does always answer. And you know, Brad Paisley, the great country singer yeah. and theologian. <laughs> yeah. I say that jokingly.
2: <laughs> I used to see his bus pass by my house all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Brad it has this, uh, he has a song that goes, sometimes the answer is no. It's all about prayers that his grandfather taught him that God would answer every prayer that you pray. But you got to know that sometimes the answer is no. That's good. And boy, I tell you what, that is true.
2: It is true. And you have to be okay with the no's.
0: You have to be okay. You know, one preacher once said, God will either say yes, no, or not yet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the not yets are just as hard as the no's.
2: Oh, they can be the hardest. Yeah. The in-between. The (laughs)
0: in-betweeners. But God will answer the prayer and he will even make the no's real to us. We may not know every detail. And I know that it would be great again if we could. I don't think we're really made to handle all of that. But in time, in eternity, we'll either not care about those no's or we'll understand them as the old song says in the by and by.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. You know, I can look back at some no's and now I'm grateful for them. At the time it stung, but now I'm grateful.
0: I think that's so wise. Now, you've we've mentioned Exhale. Then you wrote the book Savor the Wonder. Mm-hmm. And now a third book is coming out this year. Tell us about that one.
2: Yes. This one will be on moving forward, moving forward in the things of God. You know, we talk a lot about moving forward fearlessly at She Lives Fearless. And we're going to be taking some of that content as well as adding new content on yeah. identifying pain points and places that we can pivot. Um, You know, there's obstacles that come against us all, Mike, you know, everything from health issues to relational, to mindsets, um, mental health is something that's talked a lot about today.
0: You hear mental health a lot. I mean, in Mm -hmm. this day and age, it's like a buzzword.
2: Mm -hmm. There's more awareness than Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. And it's being addressed. Um, You know, we, women... And men both have addictions that you know need to be broken. So this book will cover a lot of the things that we're talking about at the conferences, and how do we move forward, and what does that look like?
0: Yeah, you know that's such a beautiful metaphor in and of itself because we are all on a walk. We're all on this path, if you will, in life, and C.S. Lewis. He had that onward and upward type of mentality at the close of the Chronicles of Narnia series. And that is exactly right. I mean, there's only one way to go, and that is forward. Mm-hmm. And you've got to keep moving that direction until mm-hmm. we get to the other side.
2: Yes, you have you have to go through <laughs> something we were also talking about yesterday. You know, you will get to the other side yeah. in life. Um how you get there depends on honestly, on your relationship with God, um, yeah. because he can give supernatural strength, supernatural peace to go through the tougher things of right. life.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That is so good and very good wisdom for all of our listeners to put into place. Now, something else that you and I had mentioned before we began this program, you've had some challenges this year, mm-hmm. kind of out of the blue. Yes. Or I should say maybe it was in 2023 when yes. when it first became real. But a health uh, kind of uh, emergency happened in your life.
2: It did. It did. I'm happy to share about that. Um, well, when we moved here from Texas, I will say, I was diagnosed the day we left um, with type 2 diabetes and began to walk that road in January of 23 it's hard to believe we're in 24 but a year ago a year year ago ago, this month probably around this week right after our first conference of the year I was feeling exceptionally exhausted and I was losing weight at a really rapid pace and um, I knew I was like something's not right again as God would have it he put me in connection with one of the best doctors in our area that could get me in literally the next day that I was so alarmed. I'm like, I have to go to the emergency room or see a doctor. And I was re-diagnosed as a type one diabetic. Mm. Um, what that means is I have to take insulin to be able to live. My body had stopped absorbing nutrients. I was almost just a hundred pounds. Wow. Um, lots of bones poking through, which is not my norm. And, totally exhausted. Um, I am doing so much better now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and have the energy to keep running. I feel healthier than ever. Yes. I have to take insulin and I have a glucose monitor and it is a 24 seven thing I have to pay attention to. But you know, I thank God for medicine and I am praying for healing um, and for a cure. I could go on about all of that, about diabetes. But the thing I think it's important for you to take away if you're listening today is pay attention to your health. It's really important, especially in today's time. I wrote off my symptoms to being busy, having a conference. I'm just doing a lot right now. You're exhausted. I'm tired, you know, maybe. And I ate healthy and exercised, but I wrote it off to a million different things. And until I just got stopped in my tracks where Mm. I knew I couldn't go on. But also I will say, you know, I feel like the Lord nudged me in that as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He gives us this ability. And we had a a person on this last week and we were talking about the fact that we need to be our own advocate when it comes to our health. We really should be paying as much attention as we can. Yes. And then do what you did. Go to a doctor If something's not right, get some help.
2: It's really important. I think too many put it off. Um, I I know it's expensive. I know insurance can be messy sometimes, but it's really important that we pay attention to our health. There are resources out there, even for those that may not be able to be insured. Um, So pay attention to what's going on. You know, the same thing happened with my friend and co-host Dina DeLisa Gonser last year. And she talks about this publicly she had been on her own health journey and noticed some things. And in April was diagnosed with thyroid cancer Wow! and she's walking through that right now. And so she also talks a lot about you have to be your own advocate as well, Mm -hmm. because she's vetting lots of medical opinions in New York city. And, um, you know, it's not as small as Orlando where, you know, you can get a good word of mouth. And so you have to be your own advocate. Yeah. In every way with that.
0: And there's a lot to learn, and it's available to learn if you just search these things out. That's one area that the internet has given us a blessing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about the internet that I don't think is a blessing, <laughs> right. but that is part of it right there. Uh, Holly, any conferences coming up in the near future for She Lives Fearless?
2: Yes, yes. April 20th, we'll be back in New Jersey. Um, it was very exciting last year to be in that part of the country. Um, a lot of conferences don't come through there. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that that door is open for us. We're going back April 20th. It's a one day conference. We're also encouraging, uh, it's our only spring conference. So we're encouraging women from everywhere. If you want a girls' weekend, this is the place to come. It is a short train ride to the city. Chatham Township is the most darling uh, town. Uh, very walkable, and the people are just so kind. So we're really excited about that. We will have another one or two in the fall. Uh, September, we'll be back in Orlando and likely back in Texas.
0: Wonderful. Boy, it's a big, exciting future for you. And the new book that's going to come out, I understand it's not yet titled. Correct. But uh, you can keep up with all of that on your website as well. She Lives Fearless, and it's going to be out in the fall Holly Newton, thank you for being up here with us today. It's always good to see you. Glad you're feeling better.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And yes, I'm grateful to be feeling better. That's great.
0: And we wish you the best at She Lives Fearless. Once again, friend, that is shelivesfearless.com. Holly Newton, read about her and uh, check out this conference and the new book as well. And we'll be back in a moment right here on The Shepherd. This is Afternoons with Mike. Join host Mike Gilland for The Shepherd at Work every Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. You will be introduced to a marketplace leader that will help you learn to walk out your faith wherever you live and work. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community throughout our area. That's The Shepherd at Work, this Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. Here we are in segment three, and with me, my good friend, John Crossman, back again. Welcome back, my buddy. Man, Mike, always a pleasure. Great to see you. It's good to see you, too. You know what today is, John? I don't know. What is today? Today is January 12th, and I learned that. Not that it was the 12th. I knew that one already. I I, I do have a calendar. I I know that. (laughs) (laughs) But today I learned early this morning with Cindy, we were sitting talking and she saw this thing, this report that uh, was from a friend of ours up in the Gainesville area that January 12th has an official designation as National Quitters Day. And you'd say, what in the world is that about? It's Those that have made New Year's resolutions and have decided less than two weeks then later, they're quitting.
1: They're out. (laughs) They're out.
0: I'm betting that people who are in the uh, exercise industry that own gyms, I think they already knew that. Right. (laughs) I think there's already probably a massive sign up in December or in that week between Christmas and New Year's and today where people thought they were going to make a habit of it and they didn't.
1: You mean like they've already had like cake for dinner, like (laughs) I've done already or eaten half a pie or something like that? Right, right, right. You know,
0: all the decisions that you said you were going to do, you're going to watch your diet, you're going to exercise, you're going to hit the gym three times a week, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And today, man, it's kind of a sad epitaph on our, uh, our nation, but we are observing Quitter's Day today.
1: Yeah. So you know, here's what's interesting about that. Like on the one hand, that makes sense, right? Like, you know, you're two weeks into the new year. And if somebody has these big super goals of I'm going to swim 10 miles every morning or whatever, like I get that. On the other hand, uh, I say fooey to all of that, right? Like, you know, because <laughs> the thing about it is, is that, you know, you and I are both uh, believers in redemption. And that's right. one of the coolest things about our faith is like, at any moment you're in a bad place, it's like you can reboot and start over. And so to me, it's like I give people grace. Like I, I, I like New Year's and I like having New Year's resolutions. It helps me, you know, where like I go in the New Year and I have uh, some structure to what I'm trying to do and trying to accomplish. And that could be personal, professional, this, these kinds of things. That's good. Um, at the same time, uh, I give myself grace too, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay, you know. Sometimes people in the New Year and they've got really big goals, but then they they get the flu. Right? That's or it's just like or, what right? happened to me That's yeah. what I'm saying yeah. like you know something happens yeah. and so it's okay like to me it's like we can always go back and start over and, and hit it again.
0: yeah I think you're right. I think this uh, idea that you make a, a determination I have very few times in my life. now there are a few where I would make a determination about a change or a a stopping, if you will, of one thing that I've done. and man, I it's like God gave me grace to walk away. For good from that thing most decisions i think we make are not like that we we might take two steps away from it and one step back there you know it is like a constant effort to change bad habits Mm -hmm. and we just have to keep at it we can't get so discouraged when we realize man i've not gone as far as i wanted to go with this plan i've not succeeded as much as I wanted to succeed in this new direction. We just got to keep
1: at it. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about one of my bad habits. Let me confess this one to you. I was terrible last year in the volume of times I would fall asleep on the couch, like watching ah, TV, Yeah. fall asleep. Couch I, potato. Then I just sleep on the couch all night because I just, I just fell hard asleep. And you know, like, mm. like, you know, and you know, uh, sometimes I'd wake up like, oh my gosh. And then I like go out to bed. So the start of this year, it was one of my new resolutions, like stop doing that, like have a better discipline and get up, and get to bed. Well, here's the thing. Have I done it, you know, once I think since new year? Yes. Um, but I'm like 90% less. That's right. right? You know what I mean? So, well, it's I mean, like, that's it. That's yeah, a perfect example. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think that one of the words, my favorite words in life is intentionality, right? Like we're making an intentional step in things. Right. And you know, I, t- apparently when I was younger, you know, I tend to have it like a hit or miss, like either I'm all in or all out. And I've just had to learn to like, you know, do less. I'll give you a different one is like, um, in the past, I've done a ton of work on the out of the darkness, uh, suicide prevention walk. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to participate this year. Cause I really care about this big deal, but not nearly as much as I did the last three years. And it's just because I just have so much other things going on. Sure. And I just had to give myself the grace of like, it's not that it's not important. It is. And it mm-hmm. is something I participate and promote. And it's a part of my life. You know that. At the same time, like, I don't have to lead it. You know, I don't have to be the keynote speaker, right? Somebody else can do that. And so it's again, it can be, we can, you know, mitigate things. It can go, like dial down, not
0: off, but dial down or dial up as needed. You know, you're one of these guys, you're in demand as a keynote speaker at a lot of functions, especially in the business world and real estate. That's where you are. And I know you attend a lot of these things. And I would imagine that what you have to do is really the same thing that most other people need to do too, is constantly Mm reevaluate what it is that you're called to do and what is bringing the most fruit, and look at your life and realizing that all of us have to cut things from time to time. It's not always, if we're doing something today, it's not a guarantee that we're going to need to do that two years from now.
1: Well, I agree. And, and I would add that, like, for me, I have to monitor my energy. Like, like uh, so we did a thing for a bunch of clients and with one of our partners, Construction Limited, we had a suite and a magic game on a Sunday night. And so we had 24 people there, right? Wow. And so while that people are like, oh, that must be so fun. Well, it is in a level. It is. There's good food and stuff like that. I never saw the game. Like I never saw the game. <laughs> right. You're um, hobnobbing, me. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, well, and I make, I'm serving, right? I make sure my clients are yeah. right, having a good time, which I enjoy. But that was a Sunday night. And then the next day is Monday. My busiest day of the week is Monday. And so I have a lot of intense meetings and stuff done. And so I, I went home a little bit early on Monday and I went to bed a little bit early and I came in a little bit late to work on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not crazy, yeah. you know, like, but like I allowed myself, like now, young John would not do that. Mm-hmm. Young John was like, grind, 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 grind. But I've had to learn like to know my body and then give myself some grace.
0: Yeah, oh, that's so good, John. You know, we've been talking with a lot of my guests all week long about this very topic about you know, how is it that we set goals and what goals do we determine are the most important things? And that is a process and Mm -hmm. it's going to look different from year to year, but we've got to do what you said. I love that phrase. You've got to give oneself grace. Mm -hmm. We've got to be gracious with ourselves and not be our own worst
1: taskmaster. That's what a lot of people do. Well, and start over the next day. You know, I, um, you know, one of the things you know about me is I I bring to work this bag that my my wife creates, and it's got three servings of raw vegetables in it, a couple of things, and then you see me walk around mm-hmm. the building, right? Yeah, right. So <laughs> my goal is every day is to have three servings of raw vegetables before I go home, and walk ten thousand steps before I go home. Wow! Right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're on the phone out in the parking lot. Yeah, if talk.
1: I if I have yeah. a long phone call, I put yeah. my earbuds in and I and I walk because I'm I'm just trying again keep my body moving. And so do I hit the gym with, you know, P90X or some, you know, <laughs> rawr, you know, whatever, whatever. No, I, and, and it's hard for me to get to that, but I can do this other, right. Or, you know, do I still snack too much at night? Eh, probably some nights I have too many Ritz crackers or something like that, but I got the raw vegetables in. And so my point being is like, if you found yourself today and you're like, man, I didn't hit those goals, guys restart tomorrow. It's a new day. It's a new day. Yeah. I think,
0: I mean, just that idea that you've got right there, it's really very doable. Mm -hmm. And I love that uh, I had on a guy and he gave the, what was an acronym SMART. That was Pete Foltz earlier this week. And Pete was talking about doing things that are measurable and you know what you've done. And then the R of that is realistic. Right. What you've done are, are great examples of that very thing. You can measure the kind of vegetables that you're bringing with you to know that you're at least with all the other stuff that we eat, that's not all that great for us. You're getting something that's good for your body. And then secondly, making that decision that instead of taking a phone call inside the office, you're going to be outside walking around while you talk.
1: Yeah. And you and know, the other thing is I, I remember somebody talked about this, I don't remember who it was, but like if you interviewed a dental hygienist and said, how much time you spend on your teeth? And a personal trainer, how much for exercise and a financial planner, like, and if you did all the things everyone told you to do every day, it's like 38 hours, right? It's not possible. Not possible. Not possible. So, you know, and sometimes it's like, for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm a little, a little heavier than I want to be, but you know what? Um, I'm not going to do all the exercise stuff because I'm doing other stuff like taking care of my family. Right. And so it's like, you know what you can, you can balance that, right? Like you can, you and I don't go to every real estate conference by the way mm. you know I go to some but I don't go to all you know because mm-hmm. I can't not that I can't but like I'm not going to live at that pace yeah right and
0: I think people who try to live at a pace you mentioned this earlier the young john you said if we try to live at the same levels 30 years later it, we're going to find out that that doesn't work
1: well I I was blessed um uh, been blessed in my life to have really good energy and so I remember in my forties thinking like, man, I'm not gonna be able to do this to my eighties. And mm-hmm. so I had to make some adjustments. Right. And part of that is having young staff that I hand things off to. There's just some things I just hand off and let other people do. And then being thoughtful and intentional about what time I'm spending on things. Right. And I just can't do her thing. And you know what? went, something that's good. But like I say, sometimes when I've walked away from stuff, someone else jumped in and they did it better. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, we have to know that everything on this life is temporary anyway. So that's right. You know, and listen, I'll give a little shout to zoom on top of all that. Like, you know, there's some things I attend via zoom and I do that because again, like I just can't travel, make every single thing. And that's okay too.
0: Yeah, It's wonderful that that technology came around just in time when we really needed it during that lockdown stuff. And although i i look back at that and i pray we never uh, give in to that kind of thing again but i'm still grateful we have the technology left over that we can do some meetings virtually and those things work out surprisingly
1: well you know it's funny and, and you know that's also a reminder mike through all that crazy time it's it's hard to believe it happened like i don't like it to really dwell does. on it but when yeah, you think back on you're like That was nuts. I mean, I remember being in sweatpants working on a puzzle on the Tuesday at like 11 a.m., thinking this is crazy. What am I doing? You know, but when I think back on it, one of the big victories all that was a a, was a national maybe global awakening to mental health issues. Right? It pushed into some things that we needed to talk about. That sometimes the solution is you know what? I want to work. You know, I think a lot of times for a lot of Americans, the American dream for some people is doing everything they can to not work. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to retire as early I can and not work. And I'm like, guys, work and interacting with humans. It's good. It's, it's good. It's, it's really, really a good thing. It's a really good thing. Yeah, it and really so, is. So, you know, like, or like, hey, I'm just going to be on my couch all the time, which, Mike, I'm confessing this to you, that's a natural state for me. You know, when I go home from work tonight, my wife's working and she's going to be out a little bit late. But there's, I, I, I could never leave my couch from to, to this afternoon until Monday morning. It would be very easy for me to do that <laughs> in, in my own <laughs> yeah. DNA. Right. But that doesn't mean that's healthy right? And so I think that that helped a lot of us sort of reboot and understand what what matters.
0: I agree. Well, I tell you what, John, you are a guy that is on the move a lot. You have two podcasts that are hosted by The Shepherd. And on our Shepherd website, on the homepage, if you scroll down, you'll see two John Crossman podcasts. One is The Crossman Conversation, Mm -hmm. and you deal on that one with more things like uh, just social issues and things going on in the world, mental health, right.
1: Even tackling some tough things like suicide, like you mentioned earlier. No, no, we, we've done a lot. You know, we've had a suicide attempt survivor on there as a actress in Hollywood. Right. And then, you, we talk a lot about race and you, Mike, I'm really proud of you and me as a team. You know, we have talked about some Mm. stuff about race that I don't know who else has pulled it off. And let me be very specific. Having, uh, conservatives and liberals and Democrats and Republicans and Christians and non Christians talk about race in a very healthy way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we could bring on very diverse people and say, let's talk about pizza and have a very nice conversation. That's right? right? Yeah. You know, I like the extra sauce. You know? Yeah. you know, that's been a tough one. I think we've really brought some people together and I'm, I'm grateful for that, right? Doesn't mean you and I have not agreed with every guest and not mm-hmm. every guest has agreed with us, but we found this core space to talk and really listen. We've learned some stuff. Yes, and, we and have. I hope, I hope yeah. they've learned some stuff. Yeah. You know, I, one of our guests, this is a true story, she was on the show and we talked about something and her friend who lives in another state, listened to the whole thing and loved it. And she called her friend and she goes, gosh, you know, that guy, Johnny's really hip on HBCUs and stuff like that. And she goes, I looked him up. He's white. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah.
0: Shocking news, breaking scoring. <laughs> I know. I was,
1: like, I was like, yeah, you can be white and know about HBCUs yeah. and appreciate them and value them. And uh, and you're
0: killing sp- it. I mean, you're on the board yeah. of, uh, of these uh, colleges. It's just amazing. And then we've got a, just about a minute left here. You've got this other program called the CEO Edition. Again, Crossman Conversation. And in there, you've brought in some top-level CEOs from Central Florida and beyond
1: yep, across the not, country
0: across yeah. the country and it is of, of great interest from a business standpoint because you know a lot of
1: things even if you're not in real estate a lot of the principles these guys talk about they go across the board we, we really focus on two things one is real estate because that's what crossmark services does and it's a lot of people are doing business with their clients and vendors things like that. And then the second aspect we talk about is leadership. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're a person that's a real estate person, I'm like, dude, you have to listen to this It's good stuff. But to the greater business community, you're going to hear about real estate and you're going to hear about leadership skill sets. Right. And at Boy, don't we, Mike, don't we learn a lot on that one?
0: Well, we do. So I enjoy everyone. I get to be your producer and it's fun. And again, friends, you can find John's podcast by going to the website at theshepherdradio.com and scroll down. You'll see both of them there. They're also available on Apple iTunes, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. And Spotify, a lot of people hit podcasts via that uh, medium. So that's really great. Hey, it's been great having you up here, my friend. Always a
1: pleasure. Wonderful to see you, Mike.
0: All right. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.